a journey 11 years, 11 franchises, 22 movies, and over $7 billion in box office earnings, we've reached the culmination of the Infinity Saga with the Avengers Endgame. If you've seen the film or don't care about the spoilers, listen on. If not, stop right here, bookmark this podcast, and listen after. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Avengers Endgame spoiler cast. Tons of spoilers coming up, uh, so you that's uh, consider that fair warning. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, we've got the full spoiler cast crew, Jamie Leroy. Hello. You're not Jamie Leroy, you're Jimbo. Cut her mic. She had to put that in there, didn't she? She had to. Uh, to my left, Mr. Thumb. Tom Colbert. How are you, Job? Job is good. Job's Job's doing well. On directly across the table from me, uh, Gift Pollock himself, Jeff Pollock. You want to say my? <laughs> last name? Can you say my last name correctly? I, was, I thought someone else was going to jump in. Okay, it's Jeff Pavlock, everybody. Thank How are you? you? <laughs> Thank you. Much better now that you got the name right. I'm sorry, I had Dingus Day on the mind. Yeah, obviously. All right. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, we just saw Avengers Endgame. It's Thursday, April 25th. Um, I. You know, you read a, a lot on the internet for first reactions to to being teary eyed and emotional and all that jazz. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Obviously, we all love these characters. This is a long time coming. We're at the end of this this movie arc. Uh, but I'll tell you, I uh, I had had some issues towards uh, the the end of that movie, if not the, just the beginning of the third act. Anyway, uh, we got a lot to get to here. So why don't we just go around? Uh, maybe one word. Can you describe uh, the movie or your feelings toward it? Anyone can go first. Odd, as in A-W-E-D. It's not a word. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) All words are made up. Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely odd. Uh, Oh, no, the foundations are gone. What they accomplished here. Uh, By that, I mean Disney, the MCU. uh, Both the Russo Russo brothers. brothers, Kevin, Kevin Marvel. Everybody involved, what Kevin they Bacon. did here just awed and inspired me. <laughs> Jamie, incredible. I, I don't. It's hard for me to put it in one word, but I just the culmination of everything. I'm so glad that I watched every single movie leading up to this in the last seven weeks because it honestly it set me up for this one, and I felt like I I don't even know. It was just. Incredible. That's all I can say. Read it and weep. Hatam. Hatam. Oh, fake word. Ma- Hatama. Okay. As in, I you're have in it, awe of something. I have it on right. Merriam-Webster for the folks at home. The word odd. Who's this Merriam-Webster like, you speak like of? Google to me. I'm so convincing he didn't yeah, believe himself. Yeah, it's from Merriam-Webster. Uh, Tom, one word for the movie. Apparently his vocabulary isn't good enough to give one can either. Can I borrow your dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I can do it in one word. Um, I guess... You don't have to have this be your, your defined end all. I'm just going to say disappointed. It's a lot of syllables. Whoa. I'm shocked. <laughs> I know, but it's it's a word. Look it up. Disappointed that it's over? 
Uh, in a couple different things. Oh, okay. No, that's fair. I like this. I like this. That's nice. Here we um, go. That's refreshing. Time to destroy this movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pavlok and I have our, our one gripe. <laughs> our, our snap of our fingers. <laughs> our one gripe. Uh, anyway, um, for me, uh, I've never described a movie this way. In, in, I don't know if anything is per se, but perfection just comes to mind for me. I don't think, you know, this was not my story to tell, but there there was really nothing I, I would change anyway, I don't think. Um, I It is a movie where I feel, and I don't always feel this way, but I feel like you really needed to see the, the most, if not all, of the MCU movies to really fully appreciate this. Oh, that absolutely. is not always true. I think there's a lot of movies you can jump in. Um, and still really feel the weight and gravity of what's going on. This was one where there were so many nuances and so many times where if you didn't see a previous movie, you may have been like, I don't, I don't understand um, that there joke. Things that they just like, they had quotes from old movies. Yeah. They would mm-hmm. reference things from 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. It was just so in depth. The writing of this movie must've taken 11 years. No, it, honestly, it, 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 is, it was it 11 years. Everything so incredibly well. It was definitely 11 years in the making in, in that sense too. I think uh, we what we said on the way home was that it was almost um, not a beginning and an end, but almost like bookmarked because a lot of the things came full circle with the the quotes and, and um, there was no better way to cap things off than Tony Stark finishing up with I Am Iron Man. Oh, man. Um, yeah. And you, you kind of almost knew it was coming, but it didn't make it any less epic to me. Um, so I... I I, I can't believe how, how well done I, I thought they did with it. The Russo brothers had no task short of being monumental to produce these two movies in Infinity War and Endgame, and I think they left nothing on the table. I'm very thankful that this was two movies because... There was the, no way it was going to work the otherwise. The story they were trying to tell here with Thanos and you know the Infinity Stones coming together, you can't pack that into one movie, even if you do like a four, four and a half hour movie. This needed to be two separate you know films. And also appropriate that they weren't technically part one and two like they originally were going to be. It was right. going to be Infinity Wars part one, uh, or at least those were working titles, where these, uh, even though they take place back-to-back, feel like very different movies. Oh, yeah. Like very, and Infinity War I thought was very unique in the MCU. Um, but here we are, we got a whole nother brand uh, of Avengers. I think all four Avengers movies, totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Yeah. Age of Ultron is probably closest to the original Avengers. Yeah. But still, if you go back and watch and look at some of the the character arcs and and development, drastically different to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a a moment in the movie, you know, since you you saw kind of the early reactions to it before tonight, uh, was there a moment that was most emotional for you or a moment, you know, you can list a few if you want, that really made you realize this was the end of an era, if you will? one that comes to my mind is the very very end when cap finally gets his dance with peggy and no time had passed for her it's so weird it definitely came full circle for him his entire life oh my gosh Just well he went back in time yeah, yes that was definitely right. a shot no back time. in That's time what I'm saying. no time had passed for her huh. but like after his whole life Oh, I see what she he means. He finally got to go back and have that dance with Peggy. Right. Like, Peggy doesn't realize all right. the crazy stuff that just happened. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good That's a good observation. Oh, my gosh, I cried. Ca- Cap in general. Like, I, <laughs> I drove with Josiah 
uh, home from the theater. And the second I got into his car and we closed the doors, I screamed, and he can attest to this, I screamed, Captain America is my hero. Because Cap had so many amazing moments. Yes, it it was a little awkward, but I stand by it. Uh, No, Um, because I feel the same about a certain other character in this movie, if not two. Yeah. So that was Long Rubered, right? Um, That he was going to eventually wield that hammer at least one point in the MCU. And here we are. We kind of got that moment. I thought it was unbelievable how he used that in conjunction with the shield against Thanos. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool, too, because, you know, even he's got the super serum in him, obviously, but. Compared to a lot of the other characters, he's still, you know, he's like the mo- he's one of the most human. Like he's super power, but he he's feels not, vulnerable. He's, still. Yeah, he he's still yeah. vulnerable. He's not overpowered or anything like that. He still has limitations despite having the serum in him. So this was very much almost like you know man versus god kind of scenario. He, sure, but he's wielding the power. You know, a man wielding the power of a god to fight basically a character like Thanos who. You know, symbolic having the power of a, you know an otherworldly entity. Before we get to Tom, did anyone think after Cap had kind of been somewhat defeated by Thanos that he was going to once more say the the line "I can do this all day"? Yeah, even though it had been said earlier in the movie, I kind of thought that was, was going caught. to be uh, going there. Not that that was a big miss, because I, th- I think they actually did a service by not saying anything there yeah letting things get really quiet and drawn out and then realizing everyone was coming back my oh, I'm so nervous oh my gosh my favorite thing that he said was the hail hydra quip oh in the gosh, elevator i so amazing. it's been a long time since i've clapped like that so spontaneously like i just broke out in applause yeah right like this movie's how, about outsmarting your enemy mostly clever. right lever that was interwoven into into the the scene there it's like and they it, got to go back and like now that they knew everything that had happened, they could go back and rework it. it right. It was so crazy. This was a thoughtful movie, too, in the sense that you really had to follow things. Oh, yeah. And, like, think about that. Like, they're not... The whole quest to retrieve the Infinity Stones, it doesn't... It, there's no brute force involved with it. It's all proper planning. Because they weren't going to win that way. Yes. And it's just... And it's so cool, too, because, Josiah, you may have seen... you, you, know, you uh, Our... Our what do you call it? Our Facebook page, the Geekiverse, asked our fans what movies were you watching on the night before this release. Out of the blue, I just decided to watch Winter Soldier. All right, and it's so interesting how many things from that movie tied into this. A root, the first Russo brothers movie. Yeah, and that's probably a lot of it between the secret base where um, one of the Infinity Stones was hidden from his New Jersey barracks, the the elevator scene, everything with Peggy. There's so much from in, uh, Winter Soldier, you know, just one of these, you know, 20-plus movies that is it, it's so impactful on this. And it's just, I just, it's almost, I, it's just kind of ironic that that's the movie that I picked and then how much it influences this one. Yeah, that was a good choice. Just uh, like I said, it was on a whim. I decided oh, I'll watch Winter Soldier. It's one of my favorites. No rhyme, no reason. And it, it was perfect. It worked out well. You guys watched Infinity War yesterday? Yeah. So did I. And then Ragnarok. <laughs> because you watch that every night before I watch Thor Ragnarok. Oh it's gosh. not a night unless I go to bed. Watching Ragnarok. <laughs> I have to go to bed with that playing. It, it's it's got to be. Yeah, I watched Ragnarok last week and watching it and seeing the very end where the... W- the whole um, Asgard is gone, but the people are still there. And hey, we got out and we're okay. And then, like, thinking destroyed. About, yes. And seeing the shadow of Thanos' ship cross over their faces, and then it's the credits. And we didn't know 
anything. It leads then. directly into oh Infinity War. Oh, we, I had, cried then too. Uh, we had no idea what was coming. It's. I look back. We're still gonna get to time here. I'm sorry. The 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 importance of Ragnarok can't be understated to me because we needed a. We needed. I think. I feel like Thor at that point wasn't super beloved in the MCU. He was liked, but I look at him on a level that I look at Cap and, and Tony Stark to a point with how much I adore that character since he kind of evolved and grew and even in, into Infinity War with how much he's lost. Um, and we needed that comedic break. We didn't know we needed it before Infinity War. As well as... Black Panther is not a, a, a light movie by any means. That, oh, that is a, a heavy movie too. So we needed that so bad to be bookended by Ragnarok. And then after Infinity War, we got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. But um, getting back to what we were talking about, was there a moment for you, Tom, or moments that, that were kind of emotional that so, come to mind? I mean, for me, it was a, a lot of those smaller moments of just people like reuniting or you know seeing people disappear. But one, one of the biggest things for me was, I mean, at the end of the movie, um, Tony Stark is dying and um we see peter parker like bawling over his mentor and th- that's not the moment i'm even talking about here the moment that i'm talking about is we see pepper pepper Potts holding her composure to yeah. her, her dying fiance because they're not married yet right yeah, they, are. they are married at this point yes i thought they were okay yeah they're married at the begin- by the beginning of this okay so i'm sorry her dying husband mm-hmm. and she doesn't break down until he dies and that's just like a powerful moment of her being like, it's okay, Tony. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, like, it's okay. time for you to rest. You've done a lot. I'm so happy years. that you said that because yeah. that is a moment I think that's going to maybe kind of fly by, uh, it, go a little unnoticed, is that she was taking that emotional, I guess, struggle on for him. And once he passed, then she, and she told him, "Hey, you can rest. Like you, you know, everything that's been leading up to this, because we know You've done so much already. It's just time for you to go." Like, Thanos has really been in his head since the first Avengers, so he's lived with this for a long time, and he's not been able to rest, and he's always been thinking about protecting the world and going through the traumatic incidents of the Avengers when he goes through the wormhole in space and doesn't almost doesn't survive. And that they didn't know aliens existed at that point. So right. all of that happening quickly and then going through Ultron and screwing that up and then Civil War, all the the mess that Tony and Cap got into there. And the vision he had of everyone lying around him dead. Right, from Age of Ultron, is it's very forthcoming here. And then I think one other really nice moment to me regarding Tony's journey was early in the movie when he's basically in the like the wheelchair with the IV and just loses it on Cap. I thought that was really important because I didn't want them just to be like, hey, we haven't seen each other in a while. It's okay. I needed them to get over that barrier emotionally. Well, you can tell he is distraught over the whole experience, losing to Thanos, being stuck out in space for as long as he was, close to death like that. Like the, you, you get the sense that he was you know, suffering from some kind of post-traumatic stress at that time. And he almost went a and month. It was, and it was eerie. So he, he, you could tell he just has a mental breakdown right then and there. I thought that was really, really well done. Really, really top-notch acting on both ends. I really also love that when he gets off that aircraft, Cap is the very first person to go greet him. I agree. Not even his wife, not even Pepper. Too. Yeah. Saying that he essentially you know, cleaned up that shield from yeah. Civil War for him. Because we, we haven't seen that in three years. Not yeah. since Civil War. That's very true. Um, I love the... the, the Time hopping, getting to kind of almost like recap and re-celebrate the, the events from the, the previous movies. thought that was really good. Most emotional moment for me 
Um, Iron Man is my favorite MCU character in general. Tony Stark, I love his journey. I love that. It really all all comes back to him and everything that he's gone through. Um, despite so many prominent characters, it's his journey in my mind. Um, what also is really, uh, I guess, probably the moment that I, fi- I finally... Uh, finally cried because I, I didn't know if this was going to happen at all um, th- when everyone reappeared uh, that was previously wiped clean from the snap and this reminded me a lot of how I felt during the final battle in Return of the King um, just everyone was there for one last push Thanos told Cap like I'm going to enjoy destroying your world because it's personal to me and then seeing everyone come back have their moment in the spotlight. And just prior to that, all hope felt lost, by the way. Yeah. Because Cap was just Cap was done yeah, Thanos at that had point. The upper hand right Thanos there. could have come, his shield was in half, he he could have ended it. But you see the army and everything come behind Thanos, and there was a sh- a visual visual shot of just Cap and Thanos and his entire army. Yes. Yeah. And then everyone that. came to the rescue. This is the moment where I thought originally he was going to say I could do this all day after standing back up. Didn't do it. And instead it was much better. This is why I'm glad the Russo brothers were in charge of this. And they they understood how important it was for everyone to to kind of make that comeback and that was when I I teared up. And in, in Infinity War, my my tear up moment was Thor showing up to Wakanda. The touchdown so, as you call it. The touchdown. <laughs> Him coming and screaming, bring me Thanos, was, was it for me. That was my, my tear-up moment in that movie. And here we are. We got Spider-Man back. We got Black Panther. The Guardians came back one by one. Um, it, it just it was absolutely wonderful. I don't think they could have done anything differently to make this any better. You s- Pepper came there in the suit, I was like... Oh, I was hoping for that happened. so bad. <laughs> that was another thing that had been rumored for so long. And I was I, I'm so... So happy that that happened. It's yeah. it's eleven she's years and you know, twenty two movies worth of characters showing up on Seriously. screen at once, and, and she's right ab- from the beginning too. By yes. the way, oh absolutely, no, she's been central. You know, if, if Tony is you know the main character of the Infinity Saga, Pepper is right there beside him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree you know, more. Maybe she's not fighting all the time, but she is just as central to a lot of this oh. conflict. You're only as good as your other half. Uh, yeah. And she's it. Um, truth. How do we feel about Tony Stark's uh, family? I mean, that was a clear sign early oh. on that was something was going to happen, right? Th- that just makes yeah. you know his character arc in this all the more compelling. That you know he'll, he he yes he did lose something in the snap, but he lost a lot less than a lot of other people. In fact, he gained something in a way because he got his fa- he got his peace, he got his daughter, he got his family. He finally got his little happily ever after with Pepper and had a kid. And he was resting. He could have rested after that, and then he gave that all up so that the rest of the world could get back what they lost. Something Extremely to know. Extremely compelling. Absolutely. That's kind of the story, right? He's become, he was this selfish, self-centered person who became all about everyone else as time went on. And Howard totally mentioned that to him. He did. Oh, I The quote that. about um, money, all the money in the world can't buy a second. Or something yes. to that effect. That, that thing that makes me feel so weird because if Tony's the first one to say it to his dad, then his dad said it to Tony. It, it's just a loop. It goes <laughs> on and on. Who's the first person to really? It's say a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken and the egg. Well, no. obvi- obviously the egg came first. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, no, what I was gonna say was when his father said, uh, "If it's a son, hopefully he doesn't 
end up li- just like me. And he said something about how he's um, his selfishness was always more important than the greater good, and it, it probably sparked something in Tony. Yeah, I, I love that they got some time together. Mm-hmm. The whole uh, conversation oh, yeah. was really heartwarming. That I mean, was and his dad, and then Thor and his mom. Yeah, people got to really and Cap with Peggy yeah. briefly, and then gets his full moment with her, obviously towards the end when he goes back in time. But Thor, Thor's the, mother telling him that you know being your greatest is being who you are. Yeah, is so powerful. It, it, it lifted it, a weight off his shoulders, right? Because it, it, it's it's the message of everybody is a superhero in their own way. You know, uh, all of our our talents are not all the same. Everybody has their own unique abilities. But he didn't have to con- does, conform still, to that image. Yes, you're still powerful however you want to be. That's an extremely important message in today's day and age. One thing that I thought was very, very of note was when they first talked about when Tony arrives back at the Avengers complex and talks to Cap and he says, basically, I'm I'm good to do whatever we have to do, but there's one stipulation and I have to have what I have now, mm-hmm. meaning his his family. He's like, I don't care what happens, but that is what it takes. And then, of course, um, as they're about to to jump into the quantum realm, uh, Cap says, "Whatever it takes." And at that moment, it's like, oh boy, you know, you know, you know, Iron Man's all on board with it. So for him to to kind of have that end all, I am Iron Man moment, and yeah. to to get the gauntlet essentially and snap it, oh man, yeah. unbelievable. Doctor Strange holding up one finger, telling him this is the one. <laughs> yeah. this is the reason that he couldn't die back in Infinity War. Yeah, he was the one person who had to be there. Uh, Public mentioned how much he liked um, Tilda Swinton's yeah. influence in this. The Ancient One realizing that uh, Stephen Strange had the she realized that Stephen Strange realized what the one outcome was, and that Bruce Banner talking to her there in that moment was the one reality out of you know infinite that this was where they win this was where the world would be saved and that if she doesn't hand him the time stone right then and there all realities are doomed and she immediately was like okay right yeah it's amazing that she went with it knowing that since dr strange was like the person who was supposed to be the best of all of them he definitely had to know something she didn't know it established dr strange if there was any doubt as a good person, I guess, right? That was I, I'm not something that was in question, but he reminded me a lot of Tony Stark in his origin. His journey. You know, um, he's rich. He's got he's got it all kind of thing, and then something's taken away from him, and he doesn't know how to cope with it, and he's got to learn how to be selfless. It's just the uh, the science versus magic is the, the biggest yeah, difference between them. For sure. So, I love the use of magic on the field with him, Wong, and a bunch of other uh, wielders, I guess, if you will, who Sorcerers. could, yeah, who could kind of pr- you know create those shields for everybody. Uh, how do we feel about Captain Marvel's usage in this? It was kind of brief, but it was impactful still. Um, I think it was perfect. Yeah, I yeah. think they used her perfectly in this. She saves the day. Right. If you realize, <laughs> yeah. he's about to snap again, and that probably is it. They're not oh. going through this again. When he headbutts her and she doesn't even flinch. Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> I thought her level of power slash vulnerability or balance between the two was perfect. Yeah. Because she, in Captain Marvel, she was in just purely invincible, and it was it was whatever. It was like we've always talked. It's the Superman problem, right? Here, she was the ideal addition. Very, very important, if not vital, 
yet didn't overshadow. Like, she's going to have her time. Oh, yeah. She's the MCU now. It didn't take away from Stark, from Thor, from Cap having their, their kind of yeah, their end game, if you will. There was moment, the right. three of them right at the end there with Thanos. And I was so worried <laughs> one of them was going to die right then and there. So in the trailer, when they all say whatever it takes, the characters that say it are Cap, Tony Stark, um, Black Widow, and Ronan slash Hawkeye. I thought that may have been a clue as to who was going to die, and that was my inclination that maybe um, uh, Widow was going to was going to die. What did we think of that moment uh, on Vormir with uh, with with Black Widow and Hawkeye, kind of doing the exact opposite of what we saw in the previous movie, where it was self centered. Thanos is killing his daughter because he needs to accomplish his task. Whereas they were both trying to die to save the other person. What did we all think of everything that went on there? I think the little phys- like <laughs> kind of like the like the fights they kind of have to stop each other from doing it was a little over the top. Like the like the you know perfect elaborate little physical moves they do to stop the other from actually jumping off the cliff. But that's what they are, right? I know, yeah. but it was just it was just a little it was hokey. I think the conversation and the them looking at each other and realizing that they want to sacrifice that basically that the other wants to sacrifice themselves was way more intense than that like physical interaction between them. I mean, they also have that. I mean, that background though of like through these entire movies, they've always been friends. They've been through yep. all this together. They I mentioned mean, Budapest again. Yeah, what Budapest. happened? We, we, won't, we won't see that's a her movie probably, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I definitely agree that it was a little drawn out, but I mean, like I, honestly, when he was jumping at the end, I thought he was going over, and so that was I. it. I, I didn't that was see her. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely thought he was it I, at that point, which I don't often feel like in these movies. I don't feel like they go gotcha very often. <laughs> it was all about the shock value. I think like every twist and turn when they put five years later on the screen, everyone gasped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did not expect that. And no, then, not at all. Because. Why would they just accept this fate for five years? I mean, they were definitely trying to do something about it, but there were so few of them left. It made it so much more impactful to me. And that's something that I feel like a lot of studios and maybe a lot of directors slash producers would have brought up. This takes place X amount of years after the events of Infinity War. I'm so happy they didn't bother setting that up because you're right that the theater kind of just let out this collective gasp. That intro with Thanos 2 was really, really cool because it's in such stark contrast to what you saw of him throughout Infinity War. Throughout Infinity War, he is this invincible, ruthless, unstoppable monster. And then you see him, you see him so vulnerable. He can't fight back. You know, he's he's basically crippled to see, like you said, to see him so vulnerable and living such a simple, peaceful life is such a crazy contrast to what we saw from Infinity War. Another comic influence, by the way, in the original Infinity War arc, he becomes a a farmer, Yeah, which is great. Um, I thought it was very interesting that he destroyed the the stones. I didn't expect that. And I like that he admitted that they would be, you'd be tempted to use them. He wasn't selfish in that aspect right i mean it's if you can forgive all the trillions of murders like <laughs> like but they did a as good of a job as they could humanizing a mass murderer like that yeah and um, what becomes interesting is then for uh, the duration of the movie it's not him who's the antagonist it's that distance in time and space and getting to the infinity stones they're not really fighting against thanos mm-hmm. for the majority of this movie they're fighting against those 
you know, seemingly impossible hurdles of correcting what he did. And that, in my opinion, is an even more compelling antagonist than any, you know, be physical being. And all the same, even though that's true and I agree, when he comes back, when he gets to Earth, it was game on again for oh. me. I was like, oh geez, I almost forgot about him. Well you and, wanna yeah. see you wanna see him get his come up it is. Right. After right. what we after what he's done to somebody of our beloved characters, you wanna see him get his you know, what's what's due for him. Yeah. No, I and totally he, agree. And he's so clever. Like he's constantly outsmarting our heroes, whether it's through the use of Nebula to figure out their whole plan or we were talking about Captain Marvel being a little bit vulnerable before. You know, she seems to be physically stronger than him, but he one-ups her in the fight by outthinking her. You know, ripping out that Power Stone, I believe it was, from the Gauntlet, yeah. and using that individually, whereas she was just trying to use brute force and use all of the Infinity Stones against him at once. You know, she left herself open, and she didn't realize that there was a little loophole for him to use. He's just, he's so smart in battle. His uh, biggest tool also is, I mean, people fear him. I mean, that's why he has all those followers. Um, we see the moment where he kind of like comes onto the ship when they're back in time and we see Nebula bow as soon as he like comes through the door. Yeah. And then we don't see Gamora bow until she gets confirmation that he's going to succeed in his task and get all the Infinity Stones. Mm. And it's just one of those moments you're like, okay, well, Gamora's not really on board until she's scared of him and the other way around. So, I mean, it's an interesting... Yeah, I agree. I mean, everyone fears him, and everyone's like, he's going to do this, so we're either with him or we're against him. Back when she still didn't see a way out. It was nine years before this. And I know, uh, Jamie, you and I talked about Loki and how there's the rumor that he was influenced by Thanos and he was controlling him, but there was no proof on that. And I think Loki's just a coward and he just picked the wrong side. That that was my theory on it, at least. But I, I have to find... Where this was said, I don't know if it was the Russos or someone else. Someone in Marvel, maybe even Kevin Feige, said that Loki was under the influence of that, which otherwise I wouldn't have agreed with. Like mind control kind of like thing? Like the whole Avengers, like he's under the, yeah. yeah. Contr- like, like the control. control. Yeah, like I'd mind be control. to see where that, where that came from officially or if it was just like a, like a rumor or if they said like maybe this happened but not confirmed. But I see it was it Kevin. Was I'll, I'll find it. Yeah. Well, here's what I want to know. So in that alternate kind of like basically the alternate reality they create, Loki escapes with the Tesseract. Yeah, that's unanswered. What happens there? He makes what a if TV it, show. Yeah, what if, what if that's <laughs> the plot oh my the TV gosh. show? Like, what does he do when he leaves there then? Because that's basically a whole new reality now that we've never explored in these movies. Wait, but then they Maybe that's up your... getting the stone. How did they get the stone? Then? They went to a different era where it was at wherever... Uh, where it was, oh, yeah, it was at the barracks. Yeah, it was at the Shield barracks. That's right. Where Hank Pym was. The time travel things are defi- I definitely want to talk about. So, so whenever you guys are ready, we'll get to that. Wait, do you okay. think that means it was a different, uh, like an alternate universe at that point? Because when they went to 1970, they took the Tesseract. Yeah. And then they put it back after. We have to happened. all agree on the time travel theory for Marvel and to see what happens. Like, <laughs> like when you go back in time, is everything meant to be like a loop, or is it one of those things where if you go back in time, that universe keeps going, but it's all. I do have a question. So I'm just saying, I want to know what did Loki do with oh, that no, I've got a very specific point. I, thank you for bringing this up. Yeah. With um, so do this is how I interpreted it. Maybe I'm wrong. Does Thanos know where all six stones are because of Nebula? <laughs> time travel just completely messes time with Time travel any story. really screws up the Zelda fan. Let that me should tell be a last it. resort, and I'm happy it's never gone into Star Wars. Yeah, I was say, uh, <laughs> Why would you do that? 
had what? to because it can't answer Star Wars. It can't. <laughs> every it's worth an- it. You can it's worth never it. get every answer Lindy, when it here. comes to time travel. Even even in Harry Potter, like they Just did a whole time travel one with the third movie or the third book and then movie. It still some unanswered stuff knocking on a wooden table is just going to rile up your labrador <laughs> it is what it is any i had to do week. it so it doesn't go into star wars I so, so there would be there'd be two possibilities then with thanos there's the original timeline where thanos wins and then our it continues and then our guys go back in time and they stop him mm-hmm. and then continuing that timeline the past thanos finds out about it and removes himself from his timeline now without him in that timeline there's no thanos which is how I think it went. Yes, so that would mean that he Thanos... Did, he went nine years in the future. He went nine years, but not in our time, not in our timeline. Yeah, so you, there You guys are, can't see my air quotes, but it, the podcast. If you look at... <laughs> so this is where... Yeah, Cap fixed everything, basically. Ant-Man to a point becomes important, but Doctor Strange becomes really important in terms of movies because they mention there's infinite universes with infinite possibilities, yes? Yes, yep. that's what it, the It's the DC was. multiverse theory. So it's what we see basically that we're going to have to go with. Uh, speculation will be fun in the, the coming days and weeks here to, to go online and read. But uh, yeah, that was a question I had was like, is, is she the reason in that timeline for what it's worth that Thanos knew where all six stones were? I don't think so. I think it's how you, you just I, I phrased it in so the, the letter. Then he said we basically shaved nine years off of his plan for that. Thanos. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you No, four years, four years, nine Five years, years, whatever. Do you think a good amount of time? Yeah, right. Do you think that <laughs> Infinity War? <laughs> Hang on, what's, up, what's up over there, Giggles? <laughs> it's just I, I told you once, Josiah, that how screwed up the Legend of Zelda timeline is, for example, oh, yeah, because there's the sure. one game with time travel that created three alternate you realities. You can't do it. You can't, yeah. That's basically what just happened yeah, in the you MCU. Can't. Time travel does not answer any questions. <laughs> it just opens more and more questions. All it can be a cop out too, right. for in what this, it's worth. Also, in this realm, um, what happened to Gamora at the end? So she was the Gamora from nine years ago because right. because the other one died five years ago. So do you think there's two options? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go, Jamie? Or do you want right. to come? Um, so there's two options. On either Gamora died in the snap, which we didn't see. The, I'm sorry, Gamora died in Tony's snap with the enemies, okay. or. She somehow went back to her original time, but there's no time machine, so I don't think it's that one. But also, I don't think she did because Thanos But Nebula is here, and you would think they would kind of pair up, I guess. But Nebula is, yeah, or she's walking around. Or yeah, no, I, I think she somewhere. just ran off on her own. Because she I didn't she, have any kind of she, yeah. we, allegiance? She has no connection to any of these characters except for Nebula because she has not experienced anything from the first Guardians, second Guardians, You would think War. she would stick with Nebula. You would, but... And now there's no Gam- there's no Gamora, no Thanos, no Nebula in that timeline. No. I feel yeah, very is. confident that whatever happens in, I don't know, I think you said this maybe in the car, this is what Guardians 3 is going to be about, right? Yeah, I think the, the next- Finding th- Gamora. They're going to be searching for her. because Where's Gamora? Why is Gamora? <laughs> oh my gosh. Because you could see Peter was looking at the computer screen and it's and it had the picture of her yeah. and it said searching yeah, underneath. Yeah, so she just was- so he's l- there. He's looking for yeah. her, obviously. She's around somewhere because he has. He still has that connection to her from everything that happened before, although she doesn't because she never experienced any of that. Which is funny because I was a sucker for that moment, and I was I, like, "Oh my gosh, they're back together!" And then kind of Lauren like elbowed me, and I was like, "Oh right, like she does, she has no idea why." <laughs> Guardians three is just going to be fifty first dates with Peter Quill. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I look forward to those memes. <laughs> it was so a him or a tree. <laughs> we get into 
You want to go into time travel? If, if I can quickly knock this off, I'm just going to go through a couple <laughs> things that that, uh, yeah. that irked me. Oh, boy. Go with the irk. It, is right. this about, does this, this tie into your disappointment? With, yes, this is part of the disappointment. Okay. Oh, boy. All right, so we have um, Thor's hammer twice being pulled from the, its own timeline. The first time is when Thor goes to Asgard, which was time travel. Um, he takes his hammer, which I always ruin the name of it. Mjolnir. 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 Or, yeah. Or Mjolnir. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. All right, so he takes the hammer from that Thor and takes it with him to the future. Yeah, so does that Thor not have one? Does Helen not That's destroy my thought. it? Then, <laughs> again, he gives it to Captain America at the end of the movie, and Captain America returns without it. So that's Did just chilling somewhere in time. Th- he, he might have put it back with he the stones. Oh, uh, okay. That would make yeah, sense. I, I, All right. So I we think, fix that one. I then. think Cap is ultimately just a complete fail-safe solution to everything because th- yeah. because the ancient one said you could go back. Or sorry, so none of this Bruce Banner anyway. Came, Bruce Banner came up with the realization that if you go back with the Infinity Zones, you could just correct whatever goofy stuff happened. So okay, I think so Cap that is would just fix the, a lot of my a lot, a lot of my irks then. Cap is just the ultimate whiteout, basically. Because I was saying, like, even like the mm-hmm. Hell Hydra quote in the elevator. Oh right? my god! It so was that's another comic influence moment. from last oh. last year, I think it was, or maybe two years when ago. He was a, ba- a bad Captain America? Yes. Oh yeah, that stupid gimmick in the comics. Oh, he but fought there... himself. <laughs> that was that really was cool. good. <laughs> Cap but versus Cap. Tom, continue. Um, I mean, based on what Pop said, I think I just like erased everything that I'm upset about. So that's pretty good. Glad I could help. Thanks. Um, but even just the small moments, like Tony telling his dad like to spend more time with his son, and like like what if Tony's dad is like, you're right, I'm gonna work less and spend more time with Tony. But if it's fixed, like you know, like Pop said, then we're good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's because they left him. that that area where we didn't see, which is brilliant, by the way. Yeah. We can now, like you said, so it's there's just a million different it's realities. A, uh, it's not a cop out; it's a cap out, right? Like so, oh, that's like that's where we go with it. Listen, I'm I, I'm the king of dad jokes you now. Are. Oh my god! I always thought I was you destined really? to play this You're role. You're finally a dad. You can actually use I've, that. This is the role I've been born to play. You've always had the jokes. <laughs> Now I now see before it was like you're stupid, but now I say they're like he's a dad. It's hilarious. So that's how it goes. <laughs> All right, Thank I, you, Daisy. I, I still have three more disappointments. Yeah, yeah let's so, talk. so I say we should break it down here. All right, my first disappointment, Hobo Thor. That's what I'm going to call him. Hey, I just wrote down Fat Thor, so that's really good. Well, that was all shock value, too. Yeah. So yeah. I know Pavlik didn't like it. I have one problem with it, and it actually is, I, I, this is dead serious. I don't like them using jokes about alcoholism. Okay. I have seen, Fair I, enough. I have seen some extremely I, horrible results of alcoholism. I wouldn't alcoholism. say it was a joke. There were a lot of jokes about his drinking, oh. and oh. I'm not... What I I, I, I'm, did how did you feel yeah. about like Valkyrie in, in Ragnarok? Same way? Because like, I felt like her whole thing was like, I'm going to keep drinking and I don't know. I Sorry, didn't girl. get the sense that she had an alcoholic problem. The, the, especially with Thor, you can tell his drinking and this alcoholic problem that he developed came from his PTSD. And I have, depression I, have, itself. I have seen that in real life from people who came back overseas from serving in the military. Oh, so that absolutely. Is, that is a very, That's fair. Very tough subject for me to witness. So maybe the difference in my eyes is Valkyrie definitely had a drinking problem in Ragnarok, but the way it was talked about. Yeah. It, Let's say. Because Thor, Thor's making, or they're making fun of it. Thor. Yeah, exactly. Endgame, whether it was Thor, the writing, or the other characters themselves, they were constantly poking fun at the fact that he had a drinking problem. And Fair enough. Just, that's, I, I'm not, it, I, it, it does not ruin the movie in any capacity for me, but I think that is a little, that that's not the right thing. To Could do. have done without it. Yes. 
Fair enough. It's not the right thing to do, in my opinion. But back to... So, I guess my... Like, I understand his role in the movie, and, like, you know, ever since Ragnarok, we knocked Thor down a peg to, yeah, he's powerful, but he's also funny. Like, I don't know. I guess I wanted to see Thor be more of a badass in this movie than it's f- to see him be knocked down to that badass, level. In but in this one... See, in, in, in Ragnarok, and more so Infinity War, I felt like that was... Infinity War specifically is peak Thor because it's the Ragnarok's mostly comedy, which I love. I know a lot of people have a problem with it. Infinity War, there was a good balance between him really suffering with the loss of all his family members and and um um oh my gosh, who's the guy that can see everything? Oh, uh, Hamdel. Hamdel. <laughs> I couldn't remember yeah. Hamdel. Like that's an important loss for Thor. Yeah, and r- I feel like uh, Infinity War is. Whereas the MCU is Tony Stark's, like, story arc, that Infinity War is Thor's. Yeah. Like, he experiences so much loss at the beginning of that movie particularly, and then it wraps up with his failure at the end. Well, I, especially in Infinity War, I love that conversation between him and Rocket where Thor, so he, 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 he admits that he screwed up, that he lost everything. And it's just it's it's heartbreaking to you know sit there and watch mm-hmm. him admit that and acknowledge it because he's vulnerable and he's yes. never been that guy. Well, except to when, show that tear, well, right? Except except when Jane backs into him with the car in the first movie when he's walking out of the hospital. Sure. <laughs> so we've seen a lot of different iterations of Thor throughout this, and we're probably going to. Oh yeah. Which hang on, I'll, I've got points later for that one. Um. Uh, where was I going with this? I don't know. What, I did we, what, well, he's got more. He's got more gripes. <laughs> no, apparently, I got, I got two Any more gripes on Thor specifically. No, just I don't know. I guess I was just disappointed. I wanted to see more of him. You know, I I did want to see. This is gonna sound funny to say, and there was no appropriate way to do it. And they probably thought considered this like I wanted him to shed that weight and get back to being yeah. like regular Thor by the end of it at least. Yeah, I mean, like, so they covered it up a little bit with the final battle, yeah, and it's not like it slowed armor. him down or any. But shorten his beard here. One joke that I thought was funny was when Cap had, uh, I think Cap had Stormbreaker. Yes. Yes. And he basically wanted to trade. I think yeah. that was really funny. And and Thor also goes, "I knew it." When Cap was shown mm-hmm. worthy enough to mm-hmm. to hold Mjolnir, so that was a really cool thing for me. But um, Tom, if you want to continue, uh, Smart Hulk. Dude, stop cheating! I'm like, okay, so I have Banner <laughs> Hulk here. Um, yeah, go ahead, take the floor on that one. I mean. It was just, I don't know, it didn't fit. Like, I mean, I definitely was okay with them merging together and, like, cooperating, but all we had was a, a big Bruce Banner, and I, I don't know how the comics go, but to me it wasn't, you know, the relationship that I was used to and that I liked as much. They've completely gotten away from the first Hulk that we saw in The Incredible Hulk, which is, oh, yeah. you know, this you know rage-induced, you know, mm-hmm. mani- almost maniacal kind of monster. Thing. Yes, you, you couldn't contain him and he couldn't control himself. They've definitely, especially with Mark Ruffalo then coming into the character as Bruce Banner. Is there maybe a little bit of a, a broader symmetry here, though? Whereas the brain takes over the brawn. Yeah, keep and- in mind, that that's not a complaint on my part. I'm not saying that's a bad thing that they moved away from that because this that, movie is really about outsmarting everything. Yeah. I think he showed a huge it's evolution just... over all of the movies he was in. Ragnarok, for instance, he was Thor for three years because Thor didn't want to be Bruce again. And when he got back, he was like, I don't know if I can be Hulk again because I don't know if I'll ever get back to being Bruce because he knew that he... Right, there's a problem there, like that Hulk mm-hmm. takes over. Yeah. Yes? 
Yeah, and then. <sighs> but in now it's like Bruce has taken over, and there is no Hulk. Correct. Like, it's like he's gotten the strength of yeah. Hulk. Yeah. The strength and of Hulk with the brains of Bruce. It's. I I see what you're saying. It it didn't bother me enough. I think there were certain. It felt a little out of place. It, it worked for the movie. I mean, I, I liked the movie. I'm not going to say it was. You know. Here's the thing: if you really, really like that traditional version of Hulk, which is that just you know rage crazy monster, then you're not going to like what Bruce Banner has become in the MCU. If you don't have an attachment to that version of the character, which I for one don't, I've always thought that Hulk is an extremely overrated and boring character throughout the history of comics. So I don't really care about this. Yeah, Hulk Smash doesn't do anything for me. You won't like me when I'm angry. Like he's not anger anymore. He's just he's always angry. He's just Bruce Banner. Like the, <laughs> there was there was a point in the comics, maybe a decade or so ago, where Hulk was basically a super saint from Dragon Ball Z. He was mm-hmm. taking out Thor, Wolverine, the entire Fantastic Four, uh, oh Stephen Strange. He 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 beat Doctor Strange one on one in a fight one time, basically, and it was just like. This character yeah. isn't interesting anymore. It's Imagine they had introduced the X-Men into this. Well, they got one more movie to knock off their list before they can do that. It's so much bigger. What, uh, what else was on, on your list, Tom? The only thing I really had was, um, besides those two, was just, like, it was a really slow build. I mean, obviously, it, was. it worked out at the end. But, I mean, after the last movie, I was expecting to go in, you know, guns a-blazing and just... <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I, I really did think probably two trains of thoughts or of tra- two trains of thought choo one choo. is where we sorry let's, let's, i'm sorry that's a that's a bad <laughs> dad joke okay that out. wasn't so, even a dad joke that was just dumb <laughs> there's where where we went which was you're right slow moving build very slow which i was okay with because i'm like hey this is the last time we're seeing all these people together the other train of thought is what you said it was just going to be go 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 for three hours which you know maybe isn't sustainable i feel like yeah maybe return of the king had a, a better I'm, I'm only comparing the two because of no i got the vibe the I, end I, I thought battle of five armies when everything opened up and you said return of the king but oh i gotcha so like uh, don't talk to me about that third hobbit oh, movie. Sure, I, I knew that was gonna be <laughs> a little awkward there was a lot of people fighting that's what i was going for <laughs> my my thought is the emotional weight and obviously a little bit the length of time for for yeah. the two movies but yeah I, I i see what you're saying yeah. And again, after like during it, I was like, "Okay, this is slow. This is slow. This is slow." By the end of it, I was like, "Okay, it balanced out." You know, there were some yeah, moments that I'm did good. drag on, like not even dragged on, but just like things that could have been five seconds were like twelve seconds. It was just like, right? Okay. I'm happy they didn't cut corners right. with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good amount of time. I, I know people were like three hours. What? And, Which is funny to me because like a lot of the people I think that. Would be seeing this, not necessarily, but would, you know, uber nerds, like, is, is what I'm saying, would have seen Return of the King. Oh, yeah. Granted, yeah, you were old enough. They would see the Lord of the Rings movies, for sure. And, and those the movies were nothing. Yeah. Like, you, you get the extended cuts, some of those are closer to four hours, and those did go back into theaters. Right. And a second run. Yeah, so, Return of the King extended, I think, is four and a half. R- right. Think about that. Like... There are split up Blu-rays for this. Blu-rays hold a lot of data. <laughs> so if you think about it that way, you know, you get part one, part two for DVDs, but Blu-rays, those should all fit on one disc. No, no. I thought Here's Lord of the Rings. I thought it was a fast three hours, though. At, at no point did I really sit there and feel like, oh, I wonder what time it is. No. My first thought in the first 20 minutes was, let's pick up the pace a little bit, but I was okay with it. It wasn't, nothing in the movie was enough to d- deter me from, I guess, knocking it down a notch, if you will. There were, you know, maybe a, a few things, but walking out of the theater, all I thought was, 
it was perfection in the sense that this was a, a very, very appropriate send off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe we go get to our, our big three characters, what we haven't covered yet. Um, what I call is kind of the new era for the big three. So the infinity saga is over phase three of the MCU ends with, uh, the next Spider-Man movie far from home, which is coming in July. It really should have ended here. That should start a new phase in my opinion, yeah, but it is what it is. You know what though? I feel like far from home will be a good epilogue. That's fair. It's a good epilogue. It's you a good know, this was the there. closing chapter, but this is kind of the one to show, especially because you, at the end of the movie, you only have a limited amount of time to show how every character is reacting to the fallout from this conflict. Mm-hmm. We'll get to see how Peter and obviously There'll Peter. Be some cameos there. Yeah, Peter obviously had a huge, huge connection to Tony. We'll see how he deals with you know the fallout from Tony's death and how he's doing in life without Tony in there. Real quick, what do we think about Spider-Man and Tony's uh, relationship? Not just in this movie, but across the few MC movies they've had. I think, um, I mean, with Peter, I mean, Tony sees him as, in my opinion, like a son figure. I mean, he's the father figure to Peter, and that's what Peter sees. But because Tony is like his father, and he's a hard ass, and he doesn't want to show emotion, and like we don't see him actually hug him until this movie. I mean, and that's a touchy moment by itself. Um but just that relationship there is like, you know, Tony always wanted kids, but he was always scared to have kids. And he finally has like someone. I mean, his one of his biggest regrets from the snap was losing Peter. I mean, so that relationship, yeah, I mean, it's just fantastic. And he said, I lost the kid. Yeah. Super. And then he had the, he had the picture. I mean, in his house. I loved everything about their relationship. I yeah. know some people had gripes with it and felt it was kind of fabricated to me. I thought it, even though Peter or, uh, um, Tony had a child like that is the son he never had yeah. and uh, there I, I love their relationship I love their father-son like banter in homecoming yeah I love his introduction in Civil War um, and infinity war I thought that was the hardest death um, a lot of people will have different opinions on that but Peter's death was the one he was holding yeah. on longer than the other characters because he's such a a strong-willed character, such a good, genuine person is what I've heard. Yeah. And I, I see that. And then we get this, and they get their hug moment before it was too late, which was important to me, yeah. while they were both healthy and standing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, it's 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 very telling that he is one of the, the few people there uh, who's you know kind of close to him at the end. Yeah. Um, so Tony Stark, done at this point, I think that was as as good of a, a death sequence as you could have had, and as emotional or, or impactful as you could have had. At his funeral, I knew who every single person was except that one kid, and then I asked Tom, "Who's that?" The, the boy, at the very right end, before, right, right before yep. the porch. Yes. It was the boy from Iron Man Iron Three. Man 3. Oh wow! Um, his oh, name oh, is. Uh, that's actually him. Ty Ty yeah. Ty Simpkins as Harley Keener. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. My God. Also. Yeah. I was wondering who that was from Jurassic World as well. There was like a second. I'm like, is that a character from the X-Men? I couldn't put my finger on who that was. He Mm -hmm. did. He looked like Quicksilver kind of. That's what I thought. I was like, oh my gosh. That, I couldn't put my finger on it. Right. Same with me. I had no idea who that kid was, and it was bugging the heck out of me. That was the one I was like, wait a second. Is that their little Easter egg here? But no, it wasn't. Get that kid off the set. <laughs> yeah. He's not supposed to be. Well, let the kid pass security. <laughs> Happy. Um, the uh, quick, quick cameo from Nick Fury, which was fine. He's got to be there. He's got to be there. It was. I was like, where is he been? <laughs> it was his... 
Who um, was um, there, there was the security guard too with uh, Paul Rudd. What was that guy's name? The actor or the, the actor himself? Um, that's like I almost just said Leslie Chow. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who was? Oh, Ken Jeong. Yes. Ken Jeong. <laughs> it was just a was weird moment. I'm almost positive. I thought earlier in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely Ken Jeong. Okay, that's yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> because you, you I turned me for a second. Yeah. I thought he was going to say that absolutely wasn't Ken no, Jeong. I'm thinking I'm an no, idiot here. No, listen, I'm a huge right. Ken Jeong fan. Because I, I turned to Lauren and go, hi, Leslie Chow. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I was just about to call Leslie Chow. What a great cameo. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was so happy he got into it. Are um, we going to finally say who was missing? Oh, well, yes. But okay. first, uh, Kenji. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we haven't talked about this on air yet. So Kenji from Rush Hour Three. Here oh yeah, here he is. Ass kicked. <laughs> here Yuki Sonata is the actor's name. That's uh, that was a really good. From if Rush if you enjoy three. Rush Hour, that was one. <laughs> um, and uh, the Last uh, Samurai. Uh, yeah. no? That's a good movie. Let's see that was other last cameos. Samurai was a very uh, good movie. I don't know if there's anything I would consider a cameo other than Stan Lee's was Kench. interesting. Oh uh, yeah, I have one, that right? listed. Um, who yes. was the girl in the elevator too that like spotted Tony and Cap and she were, is she's a comedian right yes. yes okay I my first reaction to her was yes but my okay. first thought was in the office when Dwight quits and goes and works at Staples she's oh. the person in the break room that he kind of <laughs> yells at oh, oh. I was, she's like so that's how it's gonna be oh I remember <laughs> I don't like him or his beady eyes I remember her as uh. The theater manager from Drake and Josh. Oh my okay, God. there we go. All right. She said everything. Yeah. She said a lot. I knew her when I saw her, and I was like, I don't know what she's from, but I know her. Yvette Nicole Brown, right? Uh, John Favreau, I thought was uh, that was one of the most touching se- yeah. sequences. Happy. Is that um, he was going to be there for uh, what is her name? Morgan. Uh, Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, I wanted to say was, Madison for some reason. That was really sweet. Um, which she was alluded to in Infinity War, mm-hmm. and. The wonderful, wonderful callback to his, uh, her asking for a cheeseburger, when the first thing that Tony gets after coming back from being uh, in that camp in Iron Man is a Burger King cheeseburger because Burger right. King was a major sponsor yeah. of that movie. That's right. They had the Iron Man toys, they had everything. Um, that was just a wonderful, wonderful thing, and to know that he was gonna kind of it seems like be that father figure that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we we almost get like what I call Force Ghost Tony, right? Like he sits around. Um, given that happy message, if you will, to to his loved ones, mm-hmm. he gave all these different scenarios. We saw the the ugly one early in the movie, and then we saw this nice one late. Mm-hmm. So the characters Pavlak and I are upset that we didn't get a little, little just even like a second of. Do you do the honors? My man, my man, Louise. Louise, where were you, man? And your great idea for a post-credit scene. Wonderful idea, actually. Basically, Luis would recap the entire movie telling a story. Oh my! I love that. Or even if he did like a a little bit extended one of the MCU and only did the finer points, because that should just be a a thing on its own. That should be a feature that they release on the Blu-ray. It's too long, but he can definitely. He could tell that story. <laughs> can, can either of you guys do like an impression of him? Because no. we can just do it over the podcast no. and just you know write it down and just go over everything. <laughs> oh and then Tony God. Stark became Iron Man, and he was like, "Yes." There was explosions, and it was super cool. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Oh my God, I loved it. And then he snapped his fingers and he said, "I." Ant Man came out of a van. <laughs> so great. It's so great. I so when the van sounded the horn <laughs> oh during God. the battle, I thought he was gonna just be there for a second, and I would have been fine with it. 
I know a lot of people would have been like, it's cheesy, he's not a superhero, but I wanted him and his cohorts to show up, and I wanted Captain Mar- Marvel to like go somebody and then be like, Papa Yaga. I thought that would have been wonderful. Oh my gosh. I also want to mention that the entire like story and universe was saved because of that rat on the dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. As soon as <laughs> yeah. I saw the van, I was like, you're kidding me yep. with the rat. Um, That's what does it. X-Con. That, super <laughs> I, I'll always love that name of their company. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. X-Con will never not make me laugh. <laughs> um, when Scott sees... I thought that was really, really nice, too, to add on to. Infinity War's emotion was the just the... I don't know if they were even stone monuments, but oh. the monuments for everyone that was lost. They had everyone's name etched in. I saw a Lang at first before he circled around, and I thought it was going to be Cassie. Um, I like that touch in this movie too. Have an older Cassie. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he lo- it was so sad how he lost five years with her because he lost, like in the beginning when he went to jail, he lost what two years. Yeah. And he was so upset by that because all he wanted to do was be with her. And then when he got out, he got to be with her, and it was, oh my gosh. Yeah. He, then he lost five years. I never loved Paul Rudd until Ant Man. I always actually thought he was super overrated. Oh, I'll say that. <laughs> and uh, I was in the minority on that. But I got to tell you, there were certain moments throughout this. He was the comedic relief far more than anybody, even Thor, I would say, in this movie. What I really enjoyed were the subtle moments where he really showed emotion as an actor. Meeting Cassie or seeing Cassie again, Mm -hmm. he nailed that. That was unbelievable. He had almost that moment where he was close to choking up but didn't, and then he hugs her. Man, he nailed it. Kudos to him. He's he another did, guy that's going to age he well. He's 50 now. Yeah. Did he know? Yeah, he had to know at that point because he'd already seen the monument. He had to know that five years had gone by, right? I think at that point he was super confused. I don't know if yeah. he knew when he hugged Cassie what Yeah, happened. because he, still, he asked that kid what happened, so he didn't seem to really quite understand what was and going on. And then he on. saw the monuments. But even so. No, no like, I thought it was the other way around. I thought he saw the monuments and then the kid. Mm-mm. Okay, sorry, sorry, my bad. Right. my bad. But my seeing bad. the monuments, would he have known necessarily what Maybe happened? Had a year on them. Because his name's on it but too. He wouldn't know what year. I think he was did. more worried about wondering if the family was alive versus. Right. We all do. We all know that that the movie was going to start with Hawkeye's family. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of. No. I I felt like it was going to just from the trailers because it was like there's no way that was brutal because the fact that they don't actually show them disappearing. I like and that. It's such a real kind of horror because that, that that happens in real life that you're like they talk about like you turn and suddenly you look and your kid's not there and it doesn't sound like that can be real but that happens. You look away for one minute mm-hmm. and you turn back and someone's gone. How much That's more how emotional was that? Kid- That's how people get kidnapped. It's horrifying. I, I think it was way more emotional because of that. I did notice that. You can kind of see his daughters in the distance just Faintly, you've got to really look yeah, for it. I'd, that then, honestly, I missed it. But like that's it how was meant to be right. super subtle. Like you don't. Like it wasn't it, part of that. Fight. I was he looking didn't for know it. What was going right. On. Mm-hmm. right. I think it was incredible because it's like, am I? Are you losing your mind? I, you almost felt like you were in his shoes. He did a great <laughs> job performing in that sequence. Yeah. The, the panic that overtakes him at oh, that man. moment, where he nailed it. That, yeah, that, and especially that uncertainty. Like I it's one thing if, you, really if you watch, you know, so, it, it's one thing if you know someone, you know, died like that, but then, you know, to know that they're gone, but also not know why is even more horrifying. Correct. That uncertainty is the worst feeling. It's possible. almost like a, a not quite, but like the feeling you get when you're claustrophobic, like this the sheer panic. Mm-hmm. 
that you can't figure out what just happened, why it happened, where you're going to go next, what you're going to do. And I think that is telling of, of what we saw there. I find it strange, not strange, but like interesting that of, of Hawkeye's family, he is the only one that didn't disappear. All four or five of them did. Four? It was random, though. Yeah, it was. I know, but and also, Scott Lang. it happened with Scott, too. Mm-hmm. Hope and her parents both disappeared, but he did not. And I was like, it, does it favor superheroes? It can't. It's supposed to be random. So well, I no, because half of our heroes were gone. Right. Yeah. But it was just so weird that and then five certain people are there and so like four are gone. With Black Panther, like a, his Shuri lived, I believe. No, no, she, was no in, she was gone. She was in the posters, and that's the only reason. It, it was off screen when she disappeared, but apparently she vanished as well. Okay. The posters that said um, Avenge. "Avenge the Fallen." I thought because I heard before that, and though. I'm pretty sure she walked out with him and his mother. I think they were the first three that walked through. Yeah, she had like Doctor Strange's on. portals. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, but no, she definitely got dusted. I missed I'm that. Then. that. Um, so this movie did answer a lot of questions, but one that we've been thinking about for a long time: who's going to take up the mantle of Captain America? if nothing else, the shield. So we've got our answer. And not only was it, a, I thought, a really nice send-off or pass-off, if you will, to Sam Wilson, but Bucky kind of nodded his approval. <laughs> and Bucky's going to be there, too. You can see. Well, that'll be for the Disney Plus series, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because, well, their show is Winter Soldier and Falcon. So mm-hmm. now it's Winter Soldier and Captain Falcon, I guess. <laughs> oh, hey, Captain Falcon. Falcon. Captain Falmerica. <laughs> like a <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> reference? Falcon like crossover. Pu- oh, dude, if, if Falcon does a Falcon punch in the next yep. movie he's Falcon in, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lose it. it. I'm just going to lose it. <laughs> I I would like to get uh, I don't know if they'll do it with Disney Plus doing their thing, but I'd love to get a, a movie with Sam being the new Captain America. I'm definitely okay with it. I mean, I didn't really ever think about it they always just thought it was never my favorite i always thought bucky or someone else like that we didn't see would just pick it up and they'd be like you're the new captain america but as soon as he gave him this shield i was like i can see it you know i could see this happening you know in another movie or a tv show or something i think even without the serum i know it's a little weird but since winter soldier if not civil war i always felt like it was destined to be one of those two um and, and they may it may not happen you know they may not pitch or produce one of those movies but I think it would be a really nice thing to have a Captain America movie feature um, Sam Wilson as as Cap. Um, Thor, so I've got a lot to talk about aside from what we, we've already talked about with him. Um, so with the big three, if you will, that's what I call Thor, Cap, and, and Iron Man, we got appropriate send-offs for each. I didn't need them to kill off all three. I think, I think they balanced it perfectly. Mm-hmm. They killed Tony Stark. With the ultimate sacrifice. They retired one. Right. In a sense. They they retired Thor, who's going to... The Thor we know, all different kinds of Thor, whether it's the funny Thor, the king Thor, like that one's gone. Now he's a goon who's going to goof around with the Guardians of the Galaxy and even made the joke that fans have been making for years as Guardians of the Galaxy, back together again, as he says, which is hilarious. But Cap doesn't die... But he's going to. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you think he's going to die? He, he's aged. He's done. Like he, he's he's going to just fade off into the distance, probably. Mm-hmm. So I, it was like one and a half deaths, if you will. And I didn't need them to, to kill everybody. How, how do you think they handled the big three there with balance? I Happy, want a different... I, I mean, I think they handled it well. I think based on what they were given, they could have done anything with it. And the Roos brothers really took it in a direction which could... They, I mean, they had three options. Like, okay, we can kill one. We can... 
you know, mm-hmm. let one go. We can do whatever we want to do with him. And I think Tony was the right choice to die since he started it. I definitely, I predicted that was going to happen. I was definitely okay with it. I think that's why it kind of didn't hit me at all during the movie. I was like, oh, he's he's dead. I kind of <coughs> saw that coming. Um, still sad. I'm not heartless, but. She's <laughs> uh, <laughs> heartless. Maybe Who do we have here? Thom or Tom? <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as Thor, I mean, again, I mean, they they just pegged him down to this comedic character, and I know he's powerful, and I, mean, I like him. I think he just deserves more for um, for Marvel. I, still I mean, I I don't want to see him as you know a, an overweight drunk slob hanging out with the Guardians, fighting with Chris Pratt. I mean, I th- still think that for the first two Thor movies, he was a badass, a fighter, worthy of being yeah. a king, even if he was a little over the top. But then he like evolved, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I want that perfect balance between Ragnarok and Infinity War. Thor, that's the Thor that I think is like the most. Worthy. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, I, I and I'll say this: I couldn't have cared less about those first two Thor movies until Ragnarok, because it showed where he came from. I have seen Dark World so many times, and I hate that movie so much. <laughs> I, I've watched right. I've watched Dark World just, a ton. I in just because I've watched all these movies yeah. sequentially, but like that first like. Almost like a mindless oaf, sort of say, like the first Thor. Like he's just this brute that is is there, and he's got his powers. He's destined to be to destined to be king. Um, and I feel like once you get to Ragnarok and especially Infinity War, like that was a little bit of a capsule of what we saw with Tony Stark throughout the whole thing. And I those movies make they're way more meaningful to me now that I saw where he went in Ragnarok and in Infinity War. And then as far as uh, Cap goes, I'm definitely okay with him, you know, living his life and aging, and then that kind of sends him off for, like, our universe that we're witnessing. And it also leaves a kind of an opportunity to see him do some stuff still in the past with Peggy. It kind of opens up that world a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. But, I don't. again, I don't know how the timeline thing works. Where if, is he going to mess stuff up? I mean, is he just going to go, you know, go to war again? And does this well, already happen? There's so much involved. Like you pointed like, out to me, he was in the ice for most of that time. So yeah, so he can't be Captain America. He can't screw anything up Exactly. There. <laughs> so he just has to live his life with Peggy and then... Yeah. I, I don't know. The, ti- the timeline thing is all messed up. Once so. they do bring him out of the ice, then what happens to this Cap? He's, old Cap. He's just hanging around as... Um, <laughs> as um, I, I was trying to flip the letters. Reeve Sodgers. I was on the spot. <laughs> Stefan Roger. Say, were you holding on to that one all night? Jeez. All no, night. It was quick. I Yeah, I, I was a little bit undecided with Thor. I thought it, it worked. Um, that was almost like they, in a way, they killed the character. Because the Thor we, we know is, is definitely different from here on out. Um, but he is a perfect match for or mix with the Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, I feel like he can fit in there. It's so funny because he was, in Infinity War, he was with some of them for a lot of the time. and it was That was the group, right? Like, yeah. he broke off with them. So, I'm... Pirate Angel. Rabbit. Right, so <laughs> Rabbit, like, those are some of the funniest moments. I need a little bit of that back. And maybe, yeah. maybe when we get to Guardians 3, which is gotta have Thor, right? That's where we get uh, you know there's time that movie's not coming out for another at least 3 or 4 years unfortunately well plus they might be fighting a pretty powerful villain if with um at a morlock yeah right? that's right cuz the oh yeah yeah the, the that's go- very true the, the, the oh, i didn't even think of that the golden girls as i call them um created yes. um at a morlock yeah. at the end of guardians that's 2 a, yes yes okay. i totally forgot about him i thought he was oh, going to yeah. show up in this movie to be honest with I you i thought guys. that's where they wanted to introduce him but from what i heard gun 
prior to this whole saga with him leave it, being fired and rehired, wanted to introduce him on like his yeah, terms. I see. I, I don't know what, if that's true, if that's where it went, but I heard James Gunn wanted to kind of like take that character and, and he, do something with it. Adam Warlock was pivotal in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, yes. which this is based on, obviously. So it, it, that definitely, that I feel like that was a keen... Uh, word i'm looking for guess that was going to be coming that he would have appeared in this but maybe that makes sense that prediction they're that's gonna, the word i was looking for sorry they're gonna need him for guardians 3 to be that powerful yes. guy because mm-hmm. let's face it the guardians are, are fun and they're good but they need they need their ace in the hole if you will you know the help they can get yeah <laughs> that's uh that's the guy right now we don't know if they have gamora yeah i like the little bit of subtle humor at the end each guardian kind of got their moment to very briefly shine just at the end where they were talking about <laughs> uh, who's the true captain and then <laughs> even um mantis being like yes use knives like <laughs> that was really funny uh, so i can't wait to see those characters back together again with thor under james gunn's leadership um and then also with thor passing off the mantle to valkyrie um maybe we get a, a valkyrie movie where we would have gotten a thor movie she has her own tv show in the works too i think though yeah, I think oh, that's right. right. So she's got Disney Plus, doesn't she? I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> she she subscribed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like the the handoff there too. It's still possible because I so, said it's only going to be like five or six episodes a piece for each one. We got. So I don't know what they're going to do with them, but Thor passing that off to to her, mm-hmm. Cap passing his mantle off, and then she'll pass it off to Korg. Oh yes, I'm so so. Thank you. Korg and Louise were the two characters. <laughs> we got Korg. I, we got Korg. I uh, I applauded when I saw Korg. I was so happy. I love that they were playing Fortnite. That was so funny. <laughs> and that Thor had to go trash talk for him. Yep. That was really funny too because that happens. It, so um, what's it really makes sense? We should have known this was coming, but they announced yesterday that a, a f- end game expansion was coming to Fortnite. Now, now we see with the crossover, and that's that's what uh, Marvel Weapons or Thor's Hammer or something. It was they were rumored about it. But yeah, you get uh, I don't play Fortnite, it's Cap, Iron Man, it, so. Thor, and I don't know who the fourth character is. Hawkins. <laughs> it might be, it might be Widow actually. But mm. either way, really cool. She's uh, dead, by the way. Yeah, so we <laughs> we should talk about that uh, just a little bit more. I know we talked about them earlier. Uh, her movie now got it assume is going to be a prequel has to be yes yeah, it's, yes it's going back in time think, right? we always talked about it being her origin story budapest oh my gosh i feel like you need a story where like you had spider-man homecoming where he's got his powers and is pretty much established even though he's fresh if that makes sense yeah. i think that's what you need with her we know almost nothing about her still after all this time she okay that she's been around a long time by the way right all the way back to iron man 2 we're talking mm-hmm. and then when they were on Vormir, whatever the, was that yes. the planet mm-hmm. called, and he said daughter of Ivan, and they were like, you didn't even, he said something about like, oh, so he knew your dad's name. She was like, I didn't. I thought they said that before yeah. in one of the movies. I swore they mentioned her dad being an Ivan, um, but maybe I'm making it up. But also, did they say that Hawkeye's mother's name was Edith? Yeah, which because is bizarre. when they said, yeah, when they said that, I looked at so, you, mom and dad, but none of you were looking at so me. So that's Jamie and my grandparents names my mom's parents were ivan and edith so you're hawkeye and she's throwing <laughs> your hands yes, no, yeah wow what a, co- no. what a coincidence it, totally the edith thing threw me off I, ivan's very common i don't right. hear edith a lot so yeah no i i i 
was like, I don't think I mom still, noticed. I don't think she heard. I think she was talking to dad. I think she would have said, at least looked at me because that was just. Bizarre. I was like, holy crap, did that just happen? That was, that was weird. <laughs> weird weird personal yeah, they thing. They knew there. we were there and they threw something in for us. <laughs> I like that they chose her to kill off because I think it made her even, even more meaningful. And it showed that they viewed her as meaningful mm-hmm. as opposed to living on. Or meaning less because they killed her. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> disagreed. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely the, the sacrifice. biggest sacrifice. She, whatever it she takes, had right? Nothing. I mean, besides that team, and she lost them already, and you know, she wanted to save everybody. The so. irony there is, she found family with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Right. He lost everything and was willing to, and had an a- other family outside of it. So yeah, um, I think it's interesting how like you know this was the big grand finale. We were all wondering, you know, who's gonna die, who's gonna live. Only two major characters really die in this. Yeah, we had right. a little bit it's, of a pool going. Right. And we each chose like five people to die. Only two, but they had such huge impact with their deaths. I think it was perfect. To show how important Widow and Tony Stark were to these movies. And I'm so happy that the cap will just fade off into the distance. Yeah. I don't need to see every character's death. Like, they right. could have done this with Star Wars. Yeah, they could have let some of those characters just fade off. Steve Rogers is done as Captain America, but Steve Rogers can still live on for a little bit, it seems. Exactly. Yeah. So he could kind of, if you will, go off on his turn as opposed right. to being written into to that corner. Um, we are just about going to wrap things up here. No post-credit scene. I think probably all agree that that was a good thing here. That was the yeah. right call. Yep. We didn't need the, something for this saga. Uh, Pete and I uh, had written an article a few weeks ago uh, because the Fox deal closed with Disney on what we thought might have been some funny things or, or cool things to see as a, a post-credit scene. Um, I wouldn't have been... S- I, I think it was perfect how it is. I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't have been upset if they teased the next saga villain. Maybe whether that was even someone like a Silver Surfer, Galactus, anything like that. Would have been okay with... Um, it, we kind of joked around with like a, a very, very post-credits Deadpool scene. Just something where he was messing with Thanos. Um, as I said, this is where I wanted it. I'm, I'm happy it ended that way. What I really did like about the credits, actually, uh, first of all, choice of music. They went around with some light music that matched the final dance for uh, Steve and Peggy. Also, the big main Avengers here that... I'm happy the movie focused on, first of all, really gave this first Avengers group its time, uh, was the signatures that you saw on screen. Oh, yeah. So Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor, Cap, and Tony. You saw them, their picture, and a picture uh, of a different movie. So one of the previous MCU movies, and then you saw their signature go on, which I thought was really, really sweet. And then, of course, it leads up to Cap, and then right into Tony being the, yeah, the last and guy. he shuts his face mask and it's over. <laughs> and shows the sequences from the, the first Iron Man movie as well. Mm-hmm. So, little touch there, but that stuff's meaningful to me. So I liked it. Um, I think that's pretty much everything that I kind of had on, on my mind. If we want to go around, uh, just any wrap-up thoughts, any last-second things that we haven't talked about for like the movie. There was a very... Like 2019 woman power moment during that battle when they were like, she's not alone. And like every woman came to fight. That was an Infinity War too when they were fighting mm-hmm. that tall lady. This was nice. I f- almost felt like in an odd way because people always talk about Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel being the first female superheroes. And right. it, it couldn't be 
further from the truth. Couldn't be more wrong. Like, all these characters have been well-established in this MCU that's been going on for 11 years. So I loved that they all got together. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was done in a tasteful way. Right, it was like a little reminder, like, no, these women have been here all along. That's why I liked it, because it's, it's typically... Like I said, it's oh, we finally got a Captain Marvel movie. Or finally got Wonder. Well, guess what? These characters have been all all here all along. Gwyneth Paltrow has been here since the beginning. Yeah. Super important characters, and they did a nice little team up there that was awesome. And it wasn't just a pan around shot; they went into battle, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. I also liked Captain Marvel meeting Peter Parker. Peter Parker's just disheveled, and she goes, <laughs> "Hi, Peter Parker." That was nice. And he's just hugging. The <laughs> <gauntlet>. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting how many characters touched the gauntlet and had almost no problem with it. The true point being when you put it on, that was when the power really started, or the energy yeah. started killing you off. Yeah, okay, so... Because it always back, seemed like you couldn't touch an Infinity Stone. Way back in Guardians of the Galaxy, when Peter Quill held that stone, everyone revered him and said, you're a human and you touched an Infinity Stone. But obviously he was also half God. But like, <laughs> what I'm saying is, sure. everyone said, you can't touch those. And then... That was uh, well, just like Doctor Strange, I guess never technically touches the time That's stone, true. but I'm thinking through it. it. Like that was always the thing. Like you couldn't touch or hold certain Infinity Stones, and definitely not the Power Stone. Yeah. Like that was the one that would like really mess you up. But I thought that was kind of interesting that it was like they were passing it off a little yeah, bit. Maybe but none of them like held them individually. Right. But then also, when Clint got the Soul Stone, he had it in his gloved hand. It just looked simple. Could have been different because he earned it. Maybe. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pav, like final thoughts, uh, moving forward here on an Endgame. Yeah, we never really th- like it, it was almost like I almost never thought this like movie would come. Like you, you, for the last ten, eleven years, you don't think about the finality of what's coming, and this movie captured it. But it also left a lot of possibilities for future movies to come and i think that's great because we need a good resolution to this 11 year saga that's been going on but at the same time i don't want these movies to stop i want to see more of these characters i want to see more characters appear in these movies so i think this movie perfectly wrapped up the story it's been telling for the last decade plus while also leaving all kinds of avenues open for us to explore more stories more characters more adventures with everything here because i have absolutely loved this superhero renaissance we've seen from the last decade and more to me it did a lot of what star wars did for me as a big star wars fan you had your original trilogy plus your prequels that was kind of one story even though they view all three trilogies as is an arc but then return of the jedi ends we have our period of of time and then we get a new set of struggles to to kind of run through and that's what i feel like this did really well is it like you said perfectly wrapped up what we had to didn't have to kill everyone off to do it and and if anything, this movie s- just turned a light on in my head on all the possible movies we could get. Mm-hmm. Stemming from this, characters we've already seen, and not even including characters we haven't seen. Mm. And I'm I'm ready for another, hopefully, 10, 11 years of these movies. I I, there's so no cool. superhero fatigue, and you wrote nope. an article on that at our website, thegeekiverse.com, on how that is a myth. 
Yes. Because, I think it's, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it, and I'll say this real quick. There's just so many different stories you can tell with these characters. So many different genres you can explore. Mm-hmm. It, the, different the iterations su- because yes. you get a new cap if you want the or whatever. superhero genre is not restricted by any kind of barriers and boundaries. And they're not it couldn't be any stronger. Either. It's not, oh, it's an invincible guy and he's beating up the bad guy. It's always different. So. Right. I was going to say, I think it's so cool that we got to be here for it. Like, I mean, I wasn't a fan in the very beginning. I didn't really care about these things until probably the Avengers came out. Was that like 2012? I'd say a lot of people share that sentiment. Yes. Oh, for sure. That was the first time I ever um, watched a lot of those movies was when the Avengers came out. I watched the five movies before it just to... um, I went out and bought them without having seen them. Yes. All on Blu-ray. And I was like, I'm going to watch these now and own them. Exactly. Like that that was it. That was the time that... I really got into it. So I guess it's been maybe like six or seven years and I feel like we've had this big journey and they all finally came together. And if, if you missed even one of them, you there were so many pieces of this movie that were still cool, but like all of the little inside jokes and the scenes that they recreated from these movies, it just were like the flashbacks. Wasp but calling Captain America Cap was my yes. favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'll just say real quick, no matter when you started following these characters, your passion is the same as anybody else's. Yeah, I, I don't care if you were there from the beginning or not. Yeah, First it, movie I saw in theaters, I'm actually surprised that I went back this far. My dad wanted to see Iron Man 2. <laughs> I, I didn't really have an interest in it. I went with him and that was it. And then he wanted to see Captain America. So we went to see Captain America, the first Avenger. Then we saw the trailer for Avengers and realized, wait a sec, those guys are in different movies. <laughs> all now they're coming together, and I thought the team up idea was freaking awesome. Right, Jeffrey went at yeah, DC. That was, that was unheard of back then. It was. So we thought it was unprecedented to see six Avengers come together, and then we get Ultron, and then we get Infinity War, and then we got this. We thought Infinity War was crazy with team ups. We just saw like every superhero in the history of the the mcu team up and it was unbelievable actually i couldn't keep track during this movie of who hadn't met each other yet so oh yeah (laughs) i love the families being together if you will quote unquote at the funeral oh yeah like the the groupings together like yeah and i say families they were even if not by blood right um it's funny this so avengers is to the mcu for me as the Dark Knight was, f- to me, for Batman in DC. Mm-hmm. That just hooked me for life. Um, I think a lot of people, like I said, are in the same boat. Yeah, you don't have to have start started this genre when you were, you know, three, four years old. And guess what? You can go back and watch them all. Because yes. guess what? We all do it every every it's, time a new Avengers movie ev- comes out. Everybody's a fan. There, There's no distinction. There's this something for everyone. This was the first time since uh, the Avengers came out and I watched those first five. Uh, leading up to it. This is the first time since then that I have done that before a movie, so I watched all 21 of the previous movies this time, and I'm just so glad. <laughs> I do it before every Avengers. First time I did it was up to Age of Ultron, and I thought 10 was a lot at that <laughs> yeah, point. Right. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and oh man, thank God I don't ever have to do this again. <laughs> so I can't wait to get into the, the future here and see the next big team-up event with all of our new Avengers, or whatever we we call them. And say, oh, yeah, 30 movies here, 40 movies, here we go. But it's going to happen. I, I've also recently watched every Star Wars movie. I have a problem. Uh, Tom, final thoughts on uh, Endgame. I think you guys covered a lot of it. I mean, it's definitely been, I mean, a journey for all of us because we've all experienced. Yeah. I think most of us experienced it from, you know, the early 
stages of it's it. Like so the end of an era. It, it, again, like it feels like the end of it, but it also feels like okay, I'm ready for more. Like, again, there's no fatigue. We're we're definitely ready for more. Um, I think the only thing that we missed was the uh, Stan Lee cameo. Isn't the no. last one? There we wasn't didn't him? really oh. talk about it. We didn't talk about it at We all. mentioned it earlier. So we definitely mentioned it earlier. Russo oh, Brothers, I believe, that, obviously. <laughs> kind of confirmed that. That was his last uh, last yeah. cameo. Yes. Very fitting. They have said it. He may have filmed more, but they may have made the decision to make this his final yeah, they, cameo. Yeah, they said he filmed several, but this is the last one that they'll show okay. in a theatrical cut or any kind of cut, I would imagine. It was a good one. It was a good he one. He was in a car. What, what, <laughs> what happened? Like, he yelled at the... It, one of the guards at the at the barracks it looked like <laughs> sounded like yeah, so they they made basically what they've done to a lot of the characters ever since Civil War where they made Robert Downey Jr. look younger they made a, a lot of them look younger and they did that here for 1970s Stanley which was great um anything else to add to no that's it I talked enough <laughs> culmination for a, a lot for me and even though I hadn't again been there since the very beginning. 2010 is the first time I set foot in uh, the theater to see an MCU movie, and it was a special experience then, and I did not know, I don't think anybody knew where we were going to be getting to with uh, four Avengers movies later, uh, three Iron Man movies, three Cap movies, three Thor movies, uh, two Guardians movies, a Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, um, take Incredible a breath, Hulk. Take, take a breath. I forgot take a, about, take a breath. I said Black Panther. Yes. Yep. Um, and then we've got a lot on the way, uh, which uh, after Spider-Man Far From Home, we're going to get some uh, some announcements, I would imagine, this fall. Yeah. Um, or maybe, well, maybe no later than San the fall. Diego Comic-Con. Because Marvel skipped San Diego Comic-Con last year. I can't wait to see so. that graphic on screen with all the logos for all these movies, just as they did for Phase 3. Uh, so whatever Kevin Feige and Marvel are planning, sign me up. I cannot wait for it. We know we're getting Black Widow. We know we're getting Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, um, and an Eternals movie. Right. Uh, and Guardians 3. Yes. And that is just hopefully the tip of the iceberg here. So this is a very special franchise to me, uh, as it is to a lot of people. I cannot wait to see what's next. Um, I'm probably going to go enjoy some more Ragnarok as I go to sleep tonight. Uh, but <laughs> lots to reflect on. I'm, Infinity War was profoundly in my mind since it came out this time last year. I have not stopped thinking about it, and I think that's where we're going to be with this movie as well. It packed so much in. Can't wait to see it again. <laughs> For uh, this is the one that I said I have actually never bought one of these movies like right when it came out or anything like that, but I think the day it comes out, I'm going to want the Blu-ray or the 4K or whatever, mm -hmm. and I'm going to watch it right away. Yeah, you have to. I need to see it again. <laughs> I, I'm going to be going to theaters. Hopefully, I can get there again this weekend. Um, we all got to go to that AMC downtown, by the way. I was not familiar with it until a buddy of mine recently said, hey, it serves beer, <laughs> uh, which I've never needed during a movie, uh, but I, you know, I'd like to try it. So I think that would be fun. See how yeah. it goes. I mean, see how it goes. It's not the first time you... It'll be the second time you're seeing a movie, so... Yeah, exactly. I don't need to be, uh, I guess, as detail-oriented. But uh, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, if you've made it to this point, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. We want to hear from you. Go to Facebook.com slash The Geekiverse. That's where our primary social uh, media community is. We'd love to hear from you. Leave your thoughts. Just please, 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 please do not leave any spoilers. Don't spoil it for anyone. This has been a long time coming for a lot of fans. Um, you would definitely not want it spoiled for you. So don't be that person. Uh, we'll go around the room. Um, you guys don't really use Twitter, so feel free to plug whatever social media you want. But uh, what you're working on for the Geekiverse or what you can plug. And uh, if, if you want to be found on social media, I guess. 
So, Jimbo. Uh, okay. So, yeah, actually, I do. I always plug my Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Jamie Lynn Leroy. I go on tweeting spurts, and then I stop for a while, <laughs> and then I tweet a bunch, and yeah. Um, also, for the Geekiverse, I am currently about to finish reading a book I got an advanced copy of. Um, it's called Babylon Twins by M.F. Gibson. And I'm, you're going to see my review on there pretty soon. Very cool. Mr. Pavlock. You can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey Pavs, Instagram Jeff Pavlock. I am hard at work playing Mortal Kombat 11. I will be doing a review for that very soon once I play through a little bit more of it. Uh, so far, so good with it. So much but so that you hit it by a new memory card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, ran out of space on my Switch, so I had to get one of the micro SD cards for the ins- uh, automatic download you have to just to start the game on the Switch. Got to do it. Yep. Uh, Tom, what's going on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which I barely use, at, at Tom Colbert. Um, I haven't been doing too much. I've been slacking. I'm gonna get on it though, Joe. You bum. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, I'm gonna end up doing um, probably something for this movie. I read an article about this. I've been working on some personal projects that have been okay and failing and okay on and off again. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess uh, my closing thought for everyone would be to give you guys some homework, and that is to have at least one friend of yours like the Geekiverse on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And then have them like it and continue the chain for us. We'd really appreciate it. It goes very far for us. Uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, exactly what Tom said there. Uh, pass it on to a friend if you think they'd enjoy it. Uh, go like us. Facebook.com slash the Geekiverse. Uh, Twitter at the underscore Geekiverse. And over at Instagram, uh, which is now run by uh, John Fick. Uh, that is at the Geekiverse. No underscore there. Um, I'm at Josiah D. Leroy on Twitter. Lots going on. Uh, hockey season's over, but it's kind of crazy with the playoffs right now. Jeff and I always start off a, a, an episode of Geek Scott Game with like a little bit of a hockey uh, discussion. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Just get in. Just get in the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. What a first round. So if you're a hockey fan, we, we constantly talk about that. Um, me, I, uh, I actually have quite the list of Star Wars content planned. Uh, May the 4th is coming in just uh, a little over a week. And we've got a long road to Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise or uh, Rise of Skywalker. Excuse me. So I've got a lot of content planned. Hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy that. If you're a Star Wars fan, I think you will. Our official review for the Avengers Endgame being written by Pete Hur, aka the Grumpy Geek. That'll be up by the time you're listening to this, probably. That is spoil free. Uh, spoiler free. <laughs> so if you have a, a friend or family member who wants to check that out and is worried about spoilers, uh, just go ahead and take a look at that probably score this about as high I'd, I'd score this as high as i did endgame or uh excuse me infinity war which was 9.5 I'd, I'd be there i could probably make well don't give it away I could we, prob- still got the, we still got the written review don't i don't know what away. i don't know I, I don't think pete's gonna be as high oh oh pete's writing it pete's writing I, it. I thought you were right no no I, I don't know uh where where pete's gonna go with it good question um there's always something to complain about oh, of Luis had shown up would you have given it a 10 oh of course absolutely 10.5 <laughs> <laughs> Broke the scale. <sighs> Papa Yaka. <laughs> so, um, lots of Star Wars content. We've got Nicholas City Con coming up in just a few short weeks at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. That is the weekend of May 17th, 18th, 19th. Get your tickets now at NicholasCityCon.com. Go get a three-day pass. You will not regret it. I promise it's going to be a, a fun, fun weekend filled with all the geeky goodness you can handle. Um, I'm hosting a panel. Only one this year. Uh, Brian Herring. Do you guys know who Brian Herring is? Uh, he is the puppeteer for BB-8 in the sequel trilogy. 
as well as the Porgs in The Last Jedi and um, Lady Proxima in Solo. Uh, so he handles a lot of the um, <sighs> raw effects, essentially, when it comes to puppeteering. Practical effects. Practical effects is the word I was looking for. Um, I'm very excited about that. Pavlak, you're hosting a panel. I am. With uh, wrestling legends Eric Bischoff, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. Who? <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say it. I was hoping to see him I in the movie you. tonight. I really hate you. Cutting off your mic again. This is, you know, I was going to, again, say that you were the award-winning author. I, that's how I was going to wrap up the show, but I'm not. I'm, your award's no, no, gone No, I don't now. even watch it no, anymore. No, no, I don't watch you it are Stop. A lack of award-winning author right now. That's what you are. That's fine. He's got a trophy that says, World's Greatest Grandma. How dare you? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, last thing to plug here. Go to Patreon.com. Ant-Man's. Ant-Man oh, okay. Yeah. Bro. Don't, I, don't, I couldn't remember that. Ant-Man of the Wasp. <laughs> Shit, drew a blank. the most recent one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is. It's not. Well, not anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Aside from it's Marvel. not. The most recent one. The most recent Wasp movie. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Wasp movie? Oh, no, I was saying the most recent one uh, chronologically, except for Infinity War. Uh, oh, I'm sure you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I was say because most of it takes place before the snap. I feel like it t- no, almost it all, takes all place of it during Infinity War. Yeah, it's, oh, like it's during because he's he's on House Arrest. Right, so right, Clint right. Does. Yeah, he and Clint. And then the the post credits is where they go poof. Yeah. We have a Spider-Man and an Ant-Man. Uh, so. One way you can help out the Geekiverse, in, uh, in addition to sharing us on social media, if you go to patreon.com slash thegeekiverse, you can subscribe for as little as $1 a month, all the way up to $25 if you are a crazy super fan, and we'd appreciate that. Uh, but it gives you ex, um, exclusive content in the form of early perks and exclusive rewards. Uh, so we'd love to to help you out there if you would consider giving us a hand. That's patreon.com slash thegeekiverse. Does anyone know what Patreon does for the Geekiverse? What does it help us do? Oh, I know this one. Okay. It helps us keep the lights on. It helps us keep the lights on. We need the lights, folks. We need the lights, uh, <laughs> especially after emotionally thrilling movies such as Endgame. Otherwise, we'd just be four creeps talking into mics in a dark basement. <laughs> just your average Monday night. So uh, one other thing to plug. Next week, we'll have our next Geek Scott game, and we're talking Marvel video games. I proposed a Marvel gaming universe akin to the MCU that we see here. The MGU? The MGU, as I have branded it. Uh, it's a fun article. We talk about studios that we think should produce specific Marvel games and create one big-ass universe. <laughs> That's America's ass. Make, America's ass very universe. careful where you put the space and the pause in that <laughs> sentence. Did it on purpose. <laughs> big I was waiting for someone to think about Captain America, and she did. Okay. So uh, this is good. Uh, All right, we're going to conclude here. It's midnight. We're going to get out of here. Hope you enjoyed the movie for Jimbo, for GIF, for Thumb. I'm Job. We'll see you later.